What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Meaning Enough Podcast. I am Ace. This is RV3. And this is the podcast where we talk about your favorite directors and the deeper meaning within their films. And joining us today, we have another guest. It is my friend, producer, writer, improv star, Rob Roloffs is oh, joining us on this podcast. got the last podcast. name right, too. Wow. Um, Thank you for so having for me. Those of, uh, for those listeners who don't know, I used to work with Rob at this production company that we used to work at. We were both writer, producers of certain TV shows, talk shows that no one watches and no yeah. one listens to. No one's still watching. Yeah, I'm, I'm still there. So you got out of You're line. You're still there. I'm, I'm, I'm day by day. I'm not there anymore. I feel like I shouldn't badmouth it, though. Um, that's a good point. Please do not, Rob, no, no, no. because you have all the, the – it's a great place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but We're, I definitely learned a lot there and this, you know, kind of breaking into the industry. Um, and we've done some stuff and now I'm, you know, working alongside my brother with some other stuff and we're doing that. But yes, we did comedy routines and we did <laughs> our stand up specials. We would give to other hosts to read. Um, wow. we, I used to work with, uh, uh, on one of my shows, Tiffany was a host of one of my shows, Tiffany Smith, who is now on Becoming Royal yeah, nah, I told on my Lifetime. Mom to, I told my mom Go to check it out. So Tiffany used to work with us too. Yeah. Um, she was uh, there nice. quite a bit. Um, so that's one of the examples of people we had on our show but yeah man me and rob we go back we go way back back go at the start back. of la yeah. four years joining maybe. in yeah um and we would talk about movies our whole studio was just a fan base of just super oh, yeah. hardcore movie nerds and we would we would maybe work 40 percent of the day and the other 60 percent would be movie trivia that exactly. we would secretly <laughs> do on gchat <laughs> and then our oscar message. stuff is a big oh, yeah. deal. like we do oscar party we still yeah, do it the oscar the oscar, party. oscar parties and um, really into like indie movies that we would go see. Like I would, I would hit you up anytime you want to see an indie movie at the ArcLight because oh. that's the only yeah. place that they show it, and that's uh -huh. the only person who would want to go see a movie with me that uh -huh. were indie, tiny, independent movies that no one wants to see. But and also ArcLight's just so great. I love it. It's it, my, it's the only theater yeah. I go. Every three knows my thoughts. He complains so yeah. much every time so I try, try to join AMC. I, I got so I got the AMC A list, and I'm like, yo, whenever we see a movie, Ace, can we please see AMC A list? And I said, I okay. Got, and yeah. then we went to see. Uh, what Alita was it? Battle Angel. No, we saw Alita first, and then we saw John Wick. John Wick was worse than, than Alita. There's Battle. 20 trailers. <laughs> 20. <laughs> it is literally 45 or more <laughs> minutes of trailers. Yeah. And I'm like, the Arclight shows three, and that's three it. <laughs> and, and not three. to be like a curmudgeon, but the Arclight's price point prices out kids, mm. which like, kids should go see movies. That's cool. But like, yeah. I don't want to be in the John Wick theater with a thousand high schoolers who yeah. are like, <laughs> dicking around on their phones yeah. and throwing popcorn yeah. at each other. It's a very like, snobby yeah. theater and I'm yeah. all snobby, um, bro. I'm, I'm a film yeah. snob. Oh, man, that's uh, funny. I'm definitely a film snob. But if you pull the mic closer too, just so we can hear you uh, a little yeah. bit more. No worries. Um, the reason why I brought you on, man, is because when RB3 mentioned doing a Guy Ritchie episode in yeah. honor of Aladdin coming all out right, this weekend, yeah. I thought of no other bigger fan than my boy Rob. <laughs> You're a Guy Ritchie, homie. We yeah. went uh, we went to see King Arthur together, and we'll get to King Arthur, yeah. but um, you're a Guy Ritchie fan, and I kind of want to start with that. Why is it? What is it about this man? What is it about his movies that makes you such a fan of him? So I'll say this. I'm a Guy Ritchie fan because Snatch is my all-time favorite movie, mm. so he gets a pass no matter what he does, no matter what kind of crap he pulls with Madonna or <laughs> Aladdin or whatever we get into, uh, Snatch is just such a beautifully nuanced, 
mm. heist movie that is it's just like perfect from start to finish. And I I'm one of those where I like saw it in like early, late high school, early college, and it's like very much designed for people who who are in boys who are in late high school, early college, especially in like the mid to late two thousands. Uh, but it just sticks. Like it it holds up. It's it's like. Oh god, it's just a perfect it's movie. A, it's a, we could we could talk about yeah, Snatch for three hours. It's a fun, fast-paced, in your face, very masculine centered, but um, also like over the top movie. But it's still super funny yeah. and like really well written. And every character has their part, and you, and you like sympathize. Like it's like one of those like where you they're all bad guys. They're all generally awful people, and you sympathize with every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want every single one of them to like succeed or like just be a little less bad than the worst bad guys. Uh, it's it's such a smart movie. And that's like all his early movies are like kind of highlighting and 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 praising this like weird underbelly of <laughs> English uh, poverty crime, and crime, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, that definitely. That, I think that's definitely the way to kind of nail down Guy Ritchie. He has that kind of British gangster slang hood. Yeah. What is it, South London kind of vibe going on? And I'll pretty much, mate. yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or like, if you've seen like a movie that I always go back to, like Attack the Block, is it like a modern example oh, of that? God, yeah, where it's like super, like it's not just British. It's like British that you can't understand because it's all slang and it's all so fast. You gotta fast. watch that shit with subtitles. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Oh, hey, fuck, mate. You can't fucking talk, bro. And it's like, what? Oh, I'm talking, bro. And they just say, bro, every like five seconds. Well, we can jump almost right into Snatch. It's like the the thing people know about Snatch is Brad Pitt, the boxer character. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and he is completely indecipherable in the movie. And it's. <laughs> By design, because yeah. he saw Lockstock, which was the movie right before Snatch, and right. uh, and he wanted to be in it. And he he was like on his career upswing. He had just done Fight Club, so like the world yeah. was his oyster. And he like went to Guy Ritchie. He's like, put me in your next movie. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna put Brad Pitt in. It. That's how I'll sell this film. And he couldn't do a British accent. For, <laughs> like he like he, they they wanted to give him the Statham part, the the yeah. lead yeah. part, and he couldn't do like. A British accent, a Cockney accent, like even like a jokey, like American, like trying to be British, but it sounds like he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But he like could like, he was like, hey, try this. And he just spoke in like pure gibberish. And Guy Ritchie was like, you know what? <laughs> and then wrote that character in for Brad Pitt. It wasn't in the original script. Mm-hmm. And so that's like crazy that it's like the yeah. most memorable part of the movie is like almost an afterthought yeah. because this huge actor couldn't couldn't do any of the other parts and right. i think that's kind of a statement as a whole on guy ritchie as a director because tone wise how would you describe guy ritchie rb3 because i kind of feel like his tone almost in every single one of his movies are a little bit like winking at the camera yeah. purposely over the top in joke kind of tone yeah i mean he's very comedic he yeah. has very comedic but not just style. comedic but like almost like mm, we know what like we're self-aware doing self-aware meta, meta. Yeah. Yeah. yeah slightly in all in almost all of his movies a little bit yeah i think you know i think his spot his style really speaks to that as well it's very um it's very you know 
I, I keep using the word on, on this podcast, metamodern, you know? And oh, I mean, yeah, like metamodern, meta, yeah. Metamodernism, you know what I mean? Did it's you read much, that article about no. the metamodernism of, of, of the new yeah. wave of movies? This it was a fun new word. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's, a new, it's a new word That's, they've been the, using. The examples they used was like 22 and 21 Jump Street. Yeah, Lego Movie. Lego Movie. Yeah. Also Deadpool. 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 Like, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the movies are becoming like very it's self like winking at the camera, but you let the audience know that you're winking at the ca- It's very like... Well, even, even on a dramatic level level logan is even an example a, of, of yeah that but too. it's even used in a way john wick is to john wick is yeah. a perfect example of it where where it's it's still set in a setting where you can still have dramatic tension in a meta world you know mm. what i'm saying like yeah. it's still it's very like a combination of so so many different elements well it's yeah. also like taking like the forms and the tropes of whatever that genre piece is and exactly. undoing them or commenting on them or like yeah. Yeah, that's that's Tarantino's whole thing. Is like mm-hmm. he he is the filmmaker that kind of um, is one of the I guess forefronts of that because you know how they you know they 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 have the whole in film school they have the whole thing of like oh like the postmodern era is from like 1977 but they don't really define it after that point they're just like oh here's like here's like the classical era the modern era postmodern era and then like they just have that you know yeah. like, but I guess the meta modernism thing is like a new way of defining I think it's now yeah yeah post 90s yeah. like kind of you know I think this is what we're seeing now but yeah how would you describe what is his style what is it because I think something that we do on the Mean Enough podcast and, and as someone who's first time being on here is is cut, trying to nail down his thematic message his thematic style his thematic branding throughout all his movies because every director has like a handprint or a watermark on every single one of their movies what is his watermark um i mean (laughs) from a purely purely like existential kind of like and i mean this is a compliment he's he's so good at action for action's sake he's Mm -hmm. such like an action appreciatist and fan and he like does that does like these like crazy action sequences without any more substance than oh it's just crazy action Mm -hmm. and he like has all these like very interesting camera moves he like pioneered the like slow motion like like i mean it was like right on the speed ramping yeah yeah yeah. right on the heels of like the wakowski's doing the the like bullet time he like took that and kind of like you said winked at it and like Mm -hmm. made it like 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 doing bullet time but like things that don't need to be in bullet time yeah and we'll i'm sure we'll talk about it but like he did that so hard in the sherlock holmes the two sherlock oh, yeah, holmes movie, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. just like it's just like a detective like mm. you know, like a goofy little detective but like why can't he just be like a bare knuckle boxer yeah <laughs> no yeah. reason and like that <laughs> that like plot point doesn't ever inform the story ever again but like yeah. it's I, yeah I think a lot of what he does is he uses the camera to let you know what he's trying to laugh at I guess is for, for lack of a better way of saying it he's like because there's things like if you watch, I've watched The Bachelor, for example, yeah, on, okay. wow. with, my, with my mom. Well, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah. Just, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's the show, yeah. guys. We're here for no, you. it's, We're it's awful and it's terrible. <laughs> and every time I watch it, I feel awful. But um, they are very self-aware of what they are, and in all yeah. their dates. The camera guys are, are having a blast. And I always tell my mom, like, man, these guys are having so much fun because they are. There are scenes where, like, they follow, like, a rose flying in the sky. And it's, like, very B-movie type stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of what Guy Ritchie does on a different level where he's doing a scene, like you said, where the camera doesn't need to move a certain – but he moves it in a very, like, over-the-top, like, a crazy zoom or yeah, something right, like that. Right, right. Where it's letting you know – 
this is kind of funny. Like yeah. the, what's happening yeah. on screen is serious, but the way the camera's moving, it's like it's kind of goofy too. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Expre- it's expressionist. You it know? is. It's yeah. like the, the camera's expressing the kind of tone that the movie wants yeah. to go for. Uh, like lock, stock, and two and two and two smoking barrels. Um, the one scene where where you first meet the the main uh, criminal guy, the black dude, and just like does this like really intense panic. Yeah, and it's like it's so funny because you just know you know the actor waited until the act to tell guy with you behind the camera is like, okay, now say the line. You know, like, yeah. it is so obvious. You just but it's it's intentional. It's supposed to express like that over the top, you know, serious gangster kind of like aesthetic. You yeah, know? and this is like also. It's not. It's not exclusive to Guy Ritchie films, but it's very interesting. I notice it. It's most British films. All the people, even like the criminals, sound and speak way smarter than me. <laughs> oh, so it's true. like so <laughs> weird. Where it's like, like, like I saw this in one of the Sherlock Holmes because I just watched it recently for the podcast. Mm. It's like a homeless like sailor like comes yeah. out and like someone says something like mildly clever and he's like, oh, sounds like someone's got a sense of humor, but only a sense. And it's like that's like poetic and beautiful, but like this like grungy guy is saying it, and like that's like in all his movies, like these mm-hmm. British guys are like. Like these gangsters have like these like thoughtful moments where they like point out really specific things about each other mm. that like of course no one who's in that actual world would even give like they would just go you're stupid and it's like well you're dumber than a, a rock on a Tuesday and it's like yeah. what does that even mean but it's like so you can tell that's a lot of improv yeah, yeah. well Guy Ritchie is known for for letting his actors improv like yeah. he, even in, in like pretty much all his movies they have certain mm. improv moments that you know. are improv scenes and I think that's them on set literally being pushed to have fun like hey dude just have fun just have fun just goof around and he captures that on on camera because I feel like Guy Ritchie in every single one of his movies is having fun is being a goofball in some sort of way even if it's like a serious movie he's still having some sort of fun with him Um, but let's kind of move into um, I kind of want to start I'm going to burst the bubble I'm going to start it out Um, the least Guy Ritchie movie ever ever made the least Guy Ritchie movie ever and then we can move on uh, Uh, just because I have to rant about it and that's Aladdin (laughs) and by rant I mean love this movie this movie was incredible Um, and the reason why it was incredible and it's crazy because I I really do think of it because because I'm someone who's like aspiring film critic or whatever. Um, and at the same time, it's so hard for me to like review this movie as a film critic because it's just a giant, you know, remake of the original 19, what is it, 93, 92, 92 animated movie. And I loved every second of it. As soon as Will Smith is, you know, spoilers for anyone who's, who's you know, hasn't seen the movie, but it's not really spoilers because if you've seen the animated movie, you've seen the movie. Will Smith starts singing Arabian Nights and he starts like the camera is doing the wonder across uh, Agrabah yeah. and and it's and then you hear Arabian Nights and I'm like I'm in I'm in like right away I was in and I was like uh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year already right? <laughs> I'm gonna say this right now you can you can you can love or you can hate Aladdin fine it's so stripped of 
everything that makes Guy Ritchie films Guy Ritchie films. I disagree. It doesn't use any of his cinematic tricks. I, I, there's a ton of them. No, there's not. When, when Abu is jumping around and when when uh, when, when there's, there's the, like little when he pushes him off the edge of the the building. Uh, there's like the little slow moments mo. of the like slow you know what I'm mo, talking about. But he had yeah. Well, see, I that's Guy Ritchie. You know what? You, you know what you know I think? What? You can correct me if you know, I'm wrong. I, no. I like with a notepad was like trying to pay attention, especially to that sequence in the beginning, which was I thought like we're Aladdin singing the the one yeah. jump ahead, yeah, yeah, one, one jump, jump ahead, like that's like pure Guy Ritchie is like praising and 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 showcasing like thievery and like the good side and the bad side of it, and you have all these like moments of like going in, going out, and then there's like nothing. It's just like the camera follows as Aladdin parkours, like it's not. Well, it's not it's, Guy Ritchie. It's very, it's, ahead, no, I, I, no, I 100%, I 100% agree. Like, I feel like it's one of those things of like a director having a style and then having to explain that style to like giant studio executives. <laughs> and they're like, okay, like you can't do this, but we'll have you, we'll, we'll let you do, get one slow motion shot in there. You know you what I mean? You think it's heavy studio notes? Uh, oh, yeah, 100%. Are you kidding yeah, me? It's Disney. Um, but it's also polished, too. I feel like they, they have those, they have like one moment that I thought was really funny where. Um, the genie kind of had the his telescope and then he uh, oh, pulled yeah, it out and he zoomed eyeball. out. Yeah, and he sees his eyeball. And I think that's that's almost a Guy Ritchie thing. It if, is. Like, yeah. If there's like a hundred CGI artists <laughs> behind yeah. making that shot happen, but, you know. But, but, but I don't think that's relevant. I feel like just because it's CGI doesn't no mean no. And no. you know, actually, still direction. I applaud this animation movie. animation is still. I do I do applaud this movie a lot more than a lot of Disney live action movies because uh, it had a come, lot. Come to my side. It had a lot Bobby less. Yeah, I feel like if, it might have been a Guy Ritchie thing. It had a lot less CGI than I was uh, expecting. It to have, you know, yeah. at least in that big dance sequence with, that Will Smith yeah. had, yeah. which was great. Sequence, yeah. Uh, I, was, I don't know. I thought this movie was fun. It's a musical, so it's very over the top. It's very <laughs> huge. <and> yeah. People <laughs> go oh, into dance man. numbers. It's not and even I that over it. the top, though. It's not like like in the sense of like the tone. Like it's a musical tone. It, it's very much like. This is a musical, and I, we're gonna go into song whenever suppose, we feel like going into song. But they like they like hardly go into song, and then we we already talked about this, and the world agrees that like the new original song that Jasmine sings <laughs> oh, is like whatever. Oh my like, god, you guys are wrong. <laughs> Speechless is on my playlist. Nah. I have that shit on repeat. It is a good song, and it's it is a, a really song. nice moment where she takes yes. agency over herself. And uh, so I'm gonna make a confession because this this might like. This probably needs to come out. I haven't seen the original Aladdin. Oh, I haven't seen a lot of the original uh, Disney animated okay. classics. Mm. Uh, I I grew up on on Comedy Central half hours and my parents having two ah. jobs. So I like. Yeah. I grew up on <laughs> Disney animated yeah, movies yeah. all the way through. So, <laughs> so I like didn't really have like that childhood oh, like attachment to. Right. So, but I do know the the sh- the story of Aladdin. Sure. I, I saw at Disney land for a long time i think it's been replaced with frozen but they did like a stage show oh that's right the of musical. aladdin it was like yeah. a like a 45 minute truncated mm-hmm. version but it probably hit all the have you seen points. the musical the broadway musical i've seen the broadway musical there you go. and so i know the story sure and i know the music uh this takes a lot from the mu- in this in a little well not a lot well it kind of takes sure. a lot from the actual music have you seen you haven't seen the musical i've seen the musical and honestly i've probably seen the latin the original movie maybe twice i was gonna say i've seen so, it probably like a hundred times yeah, <laughs> so I think like that's why you're like so in love with it, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, it is it is in in kind of like my understanding of it. It seems like it is a too true representation yes. and and redubbing of that movie. Almost beat, almost beat, beat by beat. There's yeah, a yeah. few story elements that are like. The genie and homegirl from SNL is is a completely yeah that's 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 all guy new. Richie. and then that like sequence yeah, on the boat yeah what the fuck that was 
Yeah. yeah. Was, yo, yo. Okay. So that's my thing. Like, it's like if if you're gonna, I thought if she you, was great. Now, if you're gonna divert What's from the name? story, the scene? I don't, I don't give man. If you're gonna divert from the story, like at least make it entertaining. Like everything. It was entertaining. No, it I, everything. Like how does how's there an action sequence happening? And then literally like every like in the end when Jafar. I mean, spoiler alert. I yeah. guess, but like, I, I mean, I mean, it's the original movie. Like when Jafar is like messing with the you know, and he has the genie stuff, and he has the sorcery powers, and he's like causing pain to like the main king or whatever uh-huh. and then he's causing the pain sultan. to the, the sultan and he's causing pain to the hand, handmaid and you cut to a CGI Will Smith like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I'm like yo what uh, also not that's that amazing. this is like a factor you should think of but the that actress N- N- Nassim Pedra yeah. was amazing on SNL she's a really funny and she's amazing she, in this movie she, she's very funny so out of Will Smith's league like to yeah. be the love interest Will of Will Smith, Smith. Yeah. like like get get Jada to be in the movie. Mm. Like, I disagree I like with I like that. Jada. I, I, that would be cool to have Jada in there. No, I I like. She, I thought she was a it's great. Just like a weird move to like. I they, think they she was a great element. I don't know. I, I agree with that. They didn't have any chemistry, yes, but I thought that she was so well, see, big that, that I loved it. I that, was like, she's great. Well, so that's my thing. Like, I barely, like I said, I'm barely familiar with Latin. I'm barely familiar. When Beauty and the Beast came this out. This is coming from a per- like, I love, you know how hard I go for Disney. Disney nah, is yeah. like my life. And this is my favorite Disney movie. So that's like times 10. I love yeah. a lot into the core. Well, see, we'll see, that's, see, but for me, it's like the things that they added to both Beauty and the Beast, because I barely care about Beauty and the Beast, too. We did it in high yeah. school. We did it in high school. I was in drama class. And then literally, that was my first time watching the movie was sure. for that. So I'm like, I don't know. I feel like the things that they add are just... They, they 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 add them for the sake of adding them and not w- without you know what's really funny incorporating too? any story around. I had it, this you know? conversation with Wendy, a friend of ours, um, mm-hmm. outside the studio last week about Beauty and the Beast, the new live action remake. You mm-hmm. know what's so funny? Yeah. That song that the Beast sings is one of my favorite Disney songs, and it's a completely original for the live action movie. I love <laughs> that song, bro. Know, you know man. which one I'm talking about? I I didn't. I only saw the, the one that he sings once, from man. the tower. The Beast sings. Yeah, 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 she'll yeah. never leave me. Yeah. I love that damn song like to me all the things they add to this movie to make it extra musical and extra all that stuff to me is just great i i want to see more of it i love seeing new songs i love seeing new elements yeah it just threw me out and like and i don't know were were there uh songs in aladdin that weren't in this movie or did they like hit all the songs they there there were songs in aladdin speechless it's the one that she sings no 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 in the um original animated movie is yeah. there any songs in that that, that they in didn't the- sing um no not that i know of i think they sang them all prince okay, ali there's like five songs um, yeah well, no, so I, there's well, not no, that I many mean, songs and then i literally i mean when it's like me, prince ali uh, whole new world, uh, one jump ahead. I think that's all of them. No, yeah. li- literally, when the speechless song came on, I literally I had to pull up my phone. I was like, "Yo, is this even in the original movie?" No, like, no, no, I no. just I could, I just literally could not oh, like understand I I where that great. came from. And then, uh, but yeah, see, but this is looking thing, it up. Like, it's only the first half of the original movie. I has was music listening in it. to uh, shout out to the Ringer guys from Big Picture, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they had to they had to do something with they can't keep 1992 Jasmine like as progressive as 1992 Jasmine is. She, is she does not. That's what I'm She's saying. Not. Like slightly, but but tw- they had to update her to make her like. Let's not make Jasmine okay. just an object Straight to be up, one. <laughs> the only thing I liked about the movie was that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they had the, to do the, that. Like, There's no slightly way. woker version of like. They 
they had to do that because you can't yeah. just keep Jasmine as like, oh, the super hot Arab girl. Like, no, you and can't it, do that. And it didn't even bother me that like she still ended up with the guy because I thought yeah. that was like a night. Like she sure. she she made that own choice. Yeah. yeah. It like the song is still the song just comes itself. Out of yeah, it just be, <laughs> it's like it's so just, weird. The song itself and then the way they shot it. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, was like the water, the water with uh, on a green screen. Cool <laughs> water. She was she was walking on a on a treadmill. The guys were <laughs> disappearing. The <laughs> they just turned into dust, bro. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they got nah. Thanos snapped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like everything around it. I I do agree though. Like that is probably one of the better parts of it is is the updated stuff to it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I didn't mind Will Smith as the genie. I, I didn't mind Will Smith. I thought he was Will Smith is great, was, very charismatic. Was, yeah, yeah, fun. I don't like the fact that black big. dude got to be a got to be a Why? slave. That's basically, from the, no, but he got to be like the slave of the genie. No, it's like, that's ah, not can the, I get my freedom, please? Like, that's not the intention. <laughs> like, to, that's how it came off to me, man. I think this is more like you know. Again, I, I keep going back to the guys from the big picture, but they said it best. This is very much like the Broadway musical. That guy, I don't know his name, but he's yeah. Great. And I saw the and original one in L.A. He's yeah. very, he's really, very. He's also yeah. a black guy. Yeah, and he's. Yeah. Very sassy, kind of makeover. They, they, the, the big picture guy said like almost the queer eye kind of where it's like a makeover movie. Yeah, where they're mm. also like a life coach where they're just like, come on, honey, like you got this. Like Jasmine, come on, look at that face. Like yeah. that's kind of the role he's playing. I, I love it. I thought it was like, yeah, yeah. He this is took... a different genie. It's a different genie. Was this, this is just like a weird thing I I noticed. And is this in the original? Every time mm-hmm. Will Smith is the genie, like yeah. the CGI genie, he's like working out or flexing. Yeah. Like, is that like a thing? It's like, it's like yeah. the Robin Williams yeah. genie, like super buff, and he's always yeah. like. <laughs> no, he's not always working out, but yeah, he is. Like, <laughs> There's like that whole weird sequence where he's like lifting weights. I'm like, what are you doing? I just yeah. talked to the yeah. kid. It's so, so noticeable. He does that, he does that a few times, and, and he does a, a scene where he Impersonates Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think that's kind of where it came from, where he's like, it was very coming in 1982. It's very like pumping iron, irons, uh, yeah. Arnold. So he's I do, impersonating I, him. I do wish they would have had a little more uh, of the like pop culture references. I was, was going to say, had, you know? I don't know, because I was thinking the same thing. Like I was going to say, like, is he going to reference Drake or something? Like, yeah. is he going to do something so? Pop culture that it takes you out of the movie because he did but a few. They did, man, with he the did. dances. Oh, what are those? Are like, you kidding oh, me? The dances was the best beat. box yeah. breakdown. Oh, yeah, that what was a little that, wacky. Man? You didn't like doing? the dances? Nah, man. Oh my god, that was ridiculous. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was a perfect element of like obviously hip hop hasn't been invented, yeah. but they're still doing hip hop dances in the Middle East. I it, thought that was the coolest thing. I are, loved it. I, I thought it was a oh, great sorry. way for Menemasu to show off his dancing skills. Are these supposed to be Egyptian or some sort of like Saudi Arabian? It's supposed uh, to be so- like, like a- Arabia, like Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I mean, the songs Arabian Nights. Yeah, it's supposed to. Because I couldn't like, figure out if they were like supposed to be like Indian, Egyptian, no, like they kept Saudi like, Arabia. But they have. But that's the thing. They borrow from all of them, and they which, also have actors from all of it. Sure, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I think it's it perfectly ambiguous. fine. It Even ambiguous. Some of the language is a little bit of uh, of. Uh, yeah, it's Pakistani, a, movie, yeah. a little bit of, of of Egyptian, a little. I thought it was perfect. It's like this perfect blend of like all the different and, cultures and they, in the Middle East. And they did sure do a great job of like the diverse cast. Yeah, the casting's great, like, man. Because I, I remember when they announced that they were doing it, I like heard the eye rolls on Facebook of like, oh great, we're gonna get Scarlett some- Johansson. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. And, My girl, Scarlett Johansson. And I don't know if they had intended this from the beginning or as a reaction to that, but no. they went out of their way. The cast is like I think entirely. It's very, we have to talk about that because it's yeah, very yeah. important to to get that accurate representation of Middle Eastern casting because RB3, and I'm sure you agree with me on this, because it, it allows studios like Disney to to make big movies and to give these different elements of different actors that have different nationalities to say, hey, look, we can be in a $100 million movie. We yeah. can be in a big budget, you know, b- b- blockbuster, box office, whatever it is. I think it's important to have that. And I think they're going to have the same success next year with Mulan, which is an all Asian cast, yeah. not they starring Scarlett Johansson. They did Johansson. have to, and I think it was the right choice. They did have to have a huge star attached. And sure. a huge star that, that got attached was Will, Will Smith, Smith. Yeah. which is, again, a person which of color. Is, who, who, like, which, and it's also perfect because it's kinda, the genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something that's not part of that yeah. world. It's very uh, otherworldly in the animated movie. He's... You know, he's a genie. He's a magical being. He's not supposed to be some sort Mm -hmm. of representation of a culture. Um, But at the same time, I think this is the only the only good thing for someone like an RB3 who's not a fan of these live action remakes that they at least that they're, you know, sticking to Mulan is going to be an Asian girl and it's an actual Chinese actress. Are they going to get a big star? Do they have a big star that they can get? It's a it's a it's a young up and coming Chinese act like China. She's from China. She's a Chinese actress. Who's playing Mulan? Yeah, it, so it's not an American Chinese. That part's uh, but she, I mean, she's probably a big star in China, though. Oh, she <laughs> probably is. Yeah. She's, she's probably huge in China. But yeah. Like, are they going to get like a name attached? Do you know? Like, even if it no. is like a genie, like you don't think they are? Because I don't know Mulan I mean, we either. Can, we can look. Oh, Mulan is like yeah. my second favorite <laughs> Disney movie. <laughs> right. It literally goes a lot. Man, Mulan. they should get um. They should get uh. Who's homegirl? Lucy Liu. Oh, they got Jet Li in this. Oh, they got Jet Li. Come on, okay, man. So they, they got, got Jet Li. So they get. Yeah. So they have. They got Donnie the, Yen. The yeah. biggest Asian stars. Yeah, that, yeah. that exist. Or, they but, got Donnie Yen. But, but in 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 one of those cases, it's it's good to see that if they're gonna take these stories, at least they have those castings. Well, you know, man, they got like, where, Where's Eddie Murphy in this movie, man? God yeah. damn it. Uh, uh, what you say? Uh, I don't know if this is pandering. I don't think it is. Um, but I do like that for The Lion King, the two leads are Beyonce and Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. Oh, which is 100%. like a real smart yeah. move. Well, yeah, yeah. they get they got to – I mean, it's like uh, – you know, there's no black <laughs> uh, Disney Disney uh, Disney original animated movies yes, besides Princess it? and the Frog. That's I was the only one. Say. One, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Where's the Latino one? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's true. I mean, we, we don't have Latino princesses. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I was, like, I was thinking about it um, yesterday because they were talking about Disney princesses, and I was like, we still don't have a Disney princess that's Latina. We yeah. Don't. Well, the one, the we one, don't. the we one, got Moana. Yeah. It's different. Moana <laughs> <Just> is kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it's, they're gonna make that movie live Hawaii. action a couple years too. Yeah, yeah. Probably um, straight up. Not live action Frozen too. Yeah, yeah live action Frozen's coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, but the fact that they don't have a you know a live they don't have a I mean Princess and the Frog that they didn't even really care about that movie when they were making it That's because true. that was the transition or yeah. that Pixar starting to take over the Disney brand or whatever. She's at so. a, she's in the magical Mickey Mouse show. Yeah, she's I mean she was in a Wreck Ralph 2 as well. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think either way it's it's one of those things where you can see for someone who doesn't really care for them and calls this unoriginal and lack of interest like you, RB three, yeah. can say at least at least the Lion King casting. That it's like pretty much like almost an all black casting. Like there's a lot of black actors. Okay. What's up? And Seth Rogen. And Seth um, Rogen. And and at the same time, you still have like Mulan that's coming out, which is great. I, I think it's a great opportunity for 
diversifying film yeah. in a very big way. Well, like, yeah, Lion King, the like B players are all it's like John Oliver, Billy Eichner, Seth yeah, Rogen. but like it's Chewie Tell Edgy of Force Scar, yeah, uh, and then it's Beyonce and, Jan- and James Earl Jones is coming back as as Mufasa, Donald Glover. That's the old, that's the only. Side note: That's the only Disney movie I have seen. Yeah, so that's why I know. Um, I yeah, that's going to be great. That's nah, going to be great. And I think, uh, I think Mulan's going to be great too. I mean, I think the the biggest thing they kind of have to worry about, I feel like, is the is the sake of being redundant. You know, like if we're, if we're going to come in, I mean, for me, like I kind of see Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin is like the exact same. You know, um, but I, I never know. I mean, maybe. Uh, you know, Lion King is going to be more similar to Jungle Book, which I, I enjoy Jungle Book more than I enjoy Aladdin, uh, Aladdin and, and Beauty and the Beast. Or it might be, I mean, again, I, I shouldn't, I, maybe I should have seen Dumbo. I don't know. I feel bad for not seeing it because yeah, we did a podcast we, we, about we it. We promised we would see, see Dumbo. Yeah, I, I, I did. I yeah. saw it. How was it? How was it? It's fine. But is it more of a Tim Burton movie or is it more of a Disney movie? It's, and I don't have a frame of reference, so I don't know what happened in the original, but my understanding yeah. is nothing that happened in this movie happened in the original. It's like a completely new original take. Because I think in the original, there's no humans. Like, this one, it's, like, so heavily human, and yeah. Dumbo is, like, the only, like... It's oh, yeah. good. It, like, looks like a Tim Burton movie, which is cool. Yeah. It does have, perhaps, the craziest, like, celebrity cameo really? that I've ever... And I'll ruin this for you. <laughs> yeah, ruin uh, it. But, like... It happens twice. Yeah. Uh, when they're like doing the Dumbo show, Michael Buffer comes out and goes, "Let's get ready to Dumbo." Twice. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> it's insane. That's funny. That's I think that's in the trailer. Because I don't know who that reference is for. Not for the kids. Yeah. Like it's for like people who grew up in MMA fans. This is for the people in 1941. It's for the UFC fans. It's for the people who saw it in 1941 theaters, man. That's it. That's it. I was gonna say it's for the UFC fans. It's it's crossover between UFC and Disney animated yeah. Dumbo. Yeah. Um that's funny. But, but um but yeah, I think I think the way they the way they prevent this from being super redundant, I think it's already redundant at this point that they have three of them coming out in a year at least. They could yeah. lose space it out a little bit. I think for one space it out, I think for two um not keep making the same movie over and over again, and I think three if they keep doing the reverse thing. I mean I know Aladdin had a lot of issues before it was being made about, oh, they can find, you know, people of color extras. Like, they're having problems with extras. Yeah. There's things about black, brown face. I, you know, that, that kind of scared me. Uh, but watching, I mean, again, like, I, I kind of changed my tune a little bit when I saw the big, yeah. the big Will Smith scene, him, him dancing. The singing is horrible. They should have got somebody bad. else to get Oh, yeah, they should have gotten it yeah. to um, but he, he did, though, he did release an original song I heard, for the... Uh, yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, to first, with DJ, DJ Khaled! Oh, boy, I don't know about that I'm one. here on the Which, Aladdin soundtrack! Here's, here's a fun aside. I, I, I looked this up. Um, so, uh, in 1999 or something, Guy Ritchie was at the MTV Movie Awards, and mm. Will Smith was performing Wild Wild West because it had just come oh, out. Yeah. And he rode out uh, onto the stage on a real horse, and the horse stepped on Guy Ritchie's foot and broke his foot. Oh, shit. And that's the only, like, correlation to Will Smith and Guy. <laughs> so, like, first day of shooting, like, do you think he was like, hey, by the way, <laughs> we're going to take a million off your budget for my foot. Yeah. Like, you think you pulled that move? That's funny. What's funny, too, is uh, I think Will Smith t- told the story. I was listening to a couple of interviews where he said that when, when Mena Masood, the guy who's the kid who's playing Aladdin, well, kid, he's my age, who's playing Aladdin, um, came up to uh, Guy Ritchie and Will Smith when they were having a conversation. So mm-hmm. Guy Ritchie and Will Smith were talking, 
and Men in a Suit came up and he just stood next to them apparently and was just like, hey guys, what's up? And he was like, oh, hey, what's up? And he, like interrupting their conversation. And he just stood there and Will Smith was like apparently like super put off because he's like, who the hell is this extra just standing next to me just like <laughs> listening to our conversation between me and the director? And and he like apparently did not even realize like that's the star of the movie Aladdin. <laughs> and Venom Masood was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm playing Aladdin." He's like, "Oh, dude, because I was just about to call yeah. security over here <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get this extra out of here because he thought it was like an extra." Yeah. Um, yeah. It is also crazy that I mean I I just don't know Hollywood, but Will Smith is top build. Yeah. And not like a and yeah. or with or featuring. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like he. I, I mean, he's obviously the highest paid actor in that of course. movie by far. Yeah. But it is like weird that he's top billed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Robin Williams was top billed for a Latin. Too. Was he? Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. he was maybe that makes sense. It's the Harrison Ford effect too in The Force Awakens because yeah. Harrison Ford in The Force Awakens yeah, yeah. is the only star in that. Yeah. But he got bank on that movie. Did you Did you um, watch the new Liz, Liz, uh, Lizzie Allison video? Or oh Lizzie no, Allison video? Yet. There's this film critic on on oh, YouTube. Oh yeah. Did she do the, the she, doing she Aladdin talked one? about Aladdin. Yeah, and she how, hates Aladdin. Well, no, she doesn't hate Aladdin, but she, she was does. talking about how Robin she Williams hates. got ripped off um, because of. Oh, because yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he refused to do any marketing for Disney, uh-huh. uh, and, and so Disney, as like almost an fu, I don't know, I, I don't know if you can pull it up, but mm-hmm. like the original um, poster. Uh, for Aladdin is just the genie. Yeah. It's just the genie wow. coming out of the lamp and it's Disney's Aladdin mm-hmm. and it has Robin Williams in a huge letterhead over the wow. top. Yeah. 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 I don't I mean, I don't know if that's no, how we you can have your podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can but do it in post. Everyone, yeah, everyone post. at home, go go look up original Aladdin poster. It's just the genie. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Well, yeah. either way, guys, we have to move on eventually because, you know, we got 10 minutes left yeah, to talk about Guy Ritchie's career. It's like epic and eclectic. Let's just jump around. Just because I, I kind of want to, I'm going to steer the ship back to Guy Ritchie. And let's jump, let's do, let's go to Snatch, man. Let's jump okay. straight to no, Snatch. No, no, not Lock, Stock, and Two Barrels. Yeah, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay. But, but yeah, I'm saying, like, snatch. we can, yeah, we can dabble. We can, yeah, we can do a little dabbling. Snatch is dope, man. Um, snatch has a crazy, let's start out with the cast, man. This cast is crazy. I mean, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt. Statham's second movie, his first was Lock, Stock. Yeah. Um, so, like, made him a star. He made him a star. He made Jason Statham a star. I was watching the behind the scenes of Snatch. Have you guys seen that? It's on YouTube. Mm, yeah. um, and it's crazy to think that like that can, that vibe he has because the, the the making of Snatch, the first thing you see is Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie like talking and, and, and debating about mm. this movie. Um, and Jason Statham is just being an asshole the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And in a very like, you know, I'm Jason Statham, I'm a fucking asshole. Like he's doing it in a funny way. Yeah. But at the same time, I realized, I think Guy Ritchie saw that and he was like, I like this guy's kind of rough and gruff, yeah. gritty British dude, beat the shit out of you kind of attitude that he has in real life. Like an actual Jason Statham, not mm. as an actor. Right. <laughs> and he's like, I can make this guy who's already a character into a character in my movie, and that's yeah. kind of the idea he had with him in uh, in Snatch, and in obviously the first movie he did with him. Mm. Um, but the cast is crazy, man. I mean, shout out to Lenny James who plays uh, Soul in this movie, yeah. and he's uh, he's in The Walking Dead. Um, um, Den- Dennis Farina is that that dude's De- name who plays the American? Dennis Farina, yeah. Vinny Jones, Brad Pitt, uh, Jason Statham, Alan Ford. Um, it's it's a stacked stacked cast, man. I mean this this is a uh, this is also kind of Vinnie Jones's. I mean obviously he's he's kind of well, like he, a side character also in Lockstock. Yeah, no, yeah. but I'm saying like his connection with but Guy Ritchie he, yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. kind of that thing he has. Yeah, because he did have like a um, kind of like 
like any like auteur director, like you have like your yeah. your, your casting actor, characters, yeah, you have your, yeah, like yeah. ensemble piece. I, I think the make. first thing that stands out with this movie, and I think some other YouTuber did a video on this, the dialogue in this movie yeah. is uh, what's that? What they, they don't call it mumble? What is it called? Mumblecore. Mumblecore. It's not mm-hmm. quite mumblecore, yeah, but it's like that like... kind of element of like crazy, mm-hmm. ridiculous dialogue that this has. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, it's just extremely quirky. I mean, um, I think that's the, kind of the hallmark that kind of comes with Guy Ritchie's uh, kind of style is that c- the characters could just kind of have a conversation about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the middle of having, in the middle of being in the heist, or in the middle of like planning something, either just go off and drift, and drift off and talk about whatever. But it's almost like a British, and I know I'm, I'm a lot of people are going to be pissed about me yeah, saying British this. I bet I know what you're about like to say. A though. British version of Tarantino. Yeah, yeah, I was just yeah a lot of people. A lot he like people definitely like inherited that, like. Because uh, this is after Reservoir, yeah. it's after Pulp Fiction, it's after Jackie exactly. Brown. So yeah. it's like it's a that, British version of Tarantino. Yeah, yeah. 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 Where, where, you know, it's known for the dialogue, and it's known for the crazy, quippy, quirky, yeah. bad mouth kind of you know mm-hmm. potty mouth dialogue. And then also like them talking about things that aren't exclusively the heist, like you exactly. just said, like that's very Pulp Fiction. Their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know something that really stands out. What do you think of the the dialogue that Guy Ritchie has in all his yeah, movies, specifically Snatch? I, I mean, I think it's great. I think I think I think that probably is one of the things that adds to the flavor of like the guy. And he's again, I'll, let's remove Aladdin from the equation. He's successfully kept that in every one of his films yeah. up to that point. Yeah, like King Arthur, which, even King Arthur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which will t- like King Arthur is like such a great because it's like takes place in like whatever medieval times when King Arthur. But they're all speaking like they're talking about like <laughs> yeah. we're gonna we're gonna get the Excalibur and we're going to stick it in a like, yeah. it's just, uh-huh. just I got like you, that. bro. And it's like got you, bro. Yeah, yeah, exist yeah. in <laughs> medieval <laughs> times. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But, he, but even like the Man from Uncle, which is not yeah. a real British thing. Um, mm-hmm. God, who it's it's uh it's Cavill and who's the other guy? Is it um, Hardy? No. Uh, um, Amy, Amy. I'm sorry, Amy Army, Adams. Army Hammer. Army so Army Hammer, who's the Amy has like the weird like British <laughs> affect with Hugh Grant. Like they yeah. have like a yeah. back and forth that's like so just like every mm-hmm. other guy Ritchie movie. Exactly. I think it's great. I think it's one of. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean we can jump around on all his movies now. But Sherlock Holmes, the dialogue in that movie is well, yeah, ridiculous because it's the yeah. over the top super smart guy who's talking in in super phonetic you yeah. know crazy poetic kind of ways of telling you a very smart it's the ideal like smart guy talk in a, in a very Sherlock Holmesy over the top kind of way well it's, it's crazy and it's Downey Jr. doing it who's the best at, who's yeah. better than oh, Downey yeah. Jr. Well, come right that crazy smart ass so, dialogue yeah and, he's the best I mean, go, are you going to say something? Oh, no, I was going to say it's right after Iron Man so it kind of makes sense yeah. it, was, yeah. it was like the next film he did it was two, the 2009 with Sherlock Holmes so it was like, yeah. <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. went, um, Iron Man, Tropic Thunder, Sherlock Holmes. Like, yeah, that's what, yeah, what a trilogy! Just what a trilogy! Like a Dude, weird... he got an Oscar for all of them. Honestly, give, give, yeah. give, give that man an Oscar, bro. Yeah, yeah. give him a damn Oscar. Know, even a, a even if it's a career Oscar, because yeah. that's what it is. He Give him a it. career Oscar. He, he, Just for for Endgame, dude. Do it for Endgame. Yeah. Like get him a nomination off that shit. I'm 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 on board for that. I know a lot of people are like rolling their eyes at like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. for Endgame. Not me. I'm like, yeah, no, I let's think do he deserves it. it. Let's do it. If but you, if you McKellen could get a Gandalf that's what I'm saying. nomination, Come on. Like, you could at least throw this guy a bone. But but it's it's that very like super fast. 
yeah. over the top. Well, what, what I was gonna say is like when I was when I was young, uh, I saw this movie like in theaters. I remember when I first saw this movie it came out December of like 2009. It also came out around the time of one of my other favorite movies, Ding Ding Ding, Avatar. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Avatar. which oh. a lot of people hate. I like Avatar. Yeah, you man. know, I'll, um, I'll stand by it. Yeah, so but it was crazy because I, me and my mom usually see movies on Christmas. So like the day we went to the theater, I was like, oh, we gotta see Avatar, and then that was that was gonna be my first time seeing it, but they're all sold out. Like so, um, so then instead of seeing Avatar, I went to see Sherlock Holmes. Um, so ever since then, I've been a fan of, of that movie, and I have always been familiar with like the Sherlock Holmes like kind of character sure? based on that movie and the sequel. Um, but it really wasn't until I watched the Sherlock show with you know Ben Cumberbatch yeah. um, is when I really understood that oh no because there's so much that carries over even though they're like different adaptations like there's so much characteristics wise yeah, that, that carries it's a, over it's a classic character yeah it's a classic Holmes, character yeah. it's a classic setup and I think it's you know the the character in and of itself. I mean, that's why Doctor Strange and Iron Man are basically the same person because mm-hmm. uh, the the characters that you know Benedict, yeah. Bo Bendick and Robert Downey Jr. play that's the same guy. And and, <laughs> and Rachel McAdams is in Doctor Strange which is, too, oh, yeah. which is yeah. weird. And um, and uh, Jude Law is Jude in Law. Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel. The three yeah. leads in that are in the MCU. Yeah, MCU. absorbing everything. It's the yeah. Guy Ritchie um, universe, man. But, but yeah, I mean, let's go to Sherlock Holmes because. And then also, I mean, you you said you just watched it. Yeah, the Sherlock, the Sherlock. Yeah, it's uh, um, the bad guy in that is Mark Strong. Mark Strong, oh, that's yeah, right. Which yeah, is like yeah, a, yeah. a great choice. And like mm. I was like, oh, he should be a bad guy. And then I saw Shazam, which I mean, I have opinions mm. about. Yeah, I, they're I probably more like my opinions. Yeah, I would not like. <laughs> I, did, I did not like Shazam. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, but I was like, oh, I'm glad Mark Strong is playing a bad guy. Mm. He should only play bad guys because yeah, yeah. I'm used to his like Kingsman. I was gonna say uh, I, I, or I, I love. Key, I low key but, like him yeah. in Kingsman. I, no, we, I, I think we saw Kingsman, Kingsman together, mm-hmm. and I was like, I, Mark Strong was like my favorite part of that movie. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love Mark Strong. He's that, great. Matthew yeah. Vaughn, that connection too. I mean, well, well, yeah, I was just gonna, are, are we going to bring that up? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I mean, Matthew Vaughn, famously his producer. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> And so he was supposed – Richie was supposed to direct Layer Cake, but I think he was with the sequel of Sherlock Holmes. He was doing something where he couldn't, mm. and Matthew Vaughn didn't want to direct. Mm. And, and he was like, I don't know, man. I think you know my style. Like, why don't you just take it up? And, like, they'll pay you way more than you'd ever get paid as a producer. Mm. He's like, oh, fine. And he did it. And then he, like, went – Kick-Ass and mm-hmm. X-Men and uh, what's, what's his other big one? Kingsman. Uh, oh, Kingsman. Kingsman, Kingsman, yeah. Right? Which um, – so you look at Guy Ritchie's career, right? We we talked about this off mic, um, but he was always in this like little art tour kind of Quentin Tarantino sort of thing where he was like doing his movies and getting appreciated by his fan base, but he never really broke into big budget. And then King Arthur was like his attempt to do that, and it was supposed to be like this multi-film franchise, and it just tanked. Mm. And so that's why I think he's like doing Aladdin because he needs money. But I feel <laughs> like he should have it. If Matthew Vaughn hadn't done Layer Cake, you would have had, would have had that trajectory. A, a Guy Ritchie X Men. You would have had Guy. Oh, uh, bump the mic. Sorry. Yeah, you a Guy Ritchie doing the Kingsman movies. Like yeah. that would have been his like foray into like these huge budget movies. And it's interesting too thinking about Matthew Vaughn's com- Matthew Vaughn's career and where it's headed. I don't know what's next for Vaughn, but I can't lie. We were not a fan of Kingsman nah, Two. Kingsman Two. We were no, not a fan. Of it. I thought it was fine. Uh, that definitely doesn't hold a candle to the first. But, one. I mean, no. but see, see, but to me, Matthew Vaughn has. 
that thing that Guy Ritchie has is that he made one movie that I will always respect. And for me, Kick-Ass is like the Matthew Vaughn really? movie Interesting. that I will always look for back me, on. For me, it's like, X-Men no First Class. Well, first, X-Men First Class That's my favorite too. X-Men movie. Which he, he saved that franchise, yeah, right? Yeah, really he really yeah. did. Yeah. Because it was like, it was like, like Last Stand kind of killed it and then Wolverine like just yeah, put the nail yeah. almost in the coffin. Yeah, the coffin right. yeah. But he brought it back to life. And, um, yeah. and you, you definitely deserve credit for that because now you see Logan getting a Best Screenplay nomination. Right. I don't know what's going to happen with Dark Phoenix or right. New Moons, no, no, but no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But he yeah. was supposed to do Future's Past, but he was doing Kingsman. Yeah. He couldn't. So Singer got it back and say what you want about Singer. Oh, no. <laughs> Let's no, not. I'll bring him up on this podcast. He's going to lose it. I went on a rant about how I think Sing- Singer should be life in prison, if not worse. So, yeah, he's <laughs> he a monster. Guantanamo Bay. Still, uh, like, uh, put him I, on Alcatraz. Put him on Alcatraz. Yeah. Like, Singer like should not up, be man. a free man. You took Kevin Spacey down. You can't take Singer. I, Dude, I don't know you read like, that? Did you read that article from The Atlantic? Because I, I, pr- I preached that article. I tweeted that shit out. <laughs> I'd probably. But. Read that damn article. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's the gospel right there yeah. because it, it really exposes him. And it has, uh, yeah. like, Something, something like I think it was fifty, fifty witnesses. Well, you've heard the placing whole, like, him on on like some really dark shit. And so, I was like, so Ooh. we have a coworker. You yeah, know, the, the whole like. That's right. Okay, so I I'll do it. I'll do it just because we. I mean, you got to tell the the, the, the okay, so A guy who worked with um a a, a, a a coworker of ours who worked with Brian Singer mm. basically confirmed yeah. that entire article. He oh. told he told us stories about how Brian Singer. Was a re- like a real really fucked yeah. up. Like, yeah. like yeah. he he grabbed his his ass. He oh, grabbed his so dick. Like he, so so uh, he would I, have I, like orgy parties. Yeah, yeah, he says like weird. Like he's had a weird life. He's yeah. had all these weird jobs, mm. and he somehow got connected with this older gentleman who kind of used him as like escorts the wrong word, but more like companion. Yeah. So he was like a, when he was like in his early twenties, he was like this young, attractive man, mm. and he would like go out on dates with older gay men mm. usually, and just be their arm candy. And nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and nothing yeah. sexual ever mm. happened. The, I, the way tells it that option was on the table if he wanted it to yeah but like he never did and he made it very clear to the men like i'm not here for sex i'm here to be your friend yeah and one time this employer got him into a room I, i'm gonna get in trouble for saying this yeah i was gonna camera. say how far can we go bro? i don't know um go, like invited him to a thing he's like hey i got a client and he wants to meet you and it was like and like a parade of like half a dozen other people that look like uh oh, and someone was like him pointed to and then the next day, the, the guy called him. He's like, Brian Singer, he was shooting, was it Days of Future Past? No, it was a X, Apocalypse? Uh, X-Men 2. It was, no, I think it was in the new universe. Oh, it was Days of Future Past. Yeah, because it was it was with Quicksilver. So Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past. Shooting that in Toronto. He's like, this guy wants to fly to Toronto and just hang with him for the entire time he's shooting this movie. Whoa. And they didn't say Brian Singer, and he got there, and it's Brian Singer. And the entire time, Brian Singer was a giant creep to him. Yeah. Not and just like, that, but like, what what witness like yeah, he, yeah. he witnessed some and yeah and he was like in a, in a like harem of guys it yeah. wasn't just he let's just say brian yeah. singer deserves to be in prison right right um, <laughs> go read that atlantic yeah. article because it basically and talks sorry about, well, sorry for adding you <laughs> i was gonna say what 
Confirmed. Like, he, he confirmed, he confirmed it to us with like, dude, yeah, this guy is like. The, I can play his name. Like he, yeah. yeah. Brent Singer would have crazy stuff go down. But see, I heard. But see, that was. I told you about Kevin Spacey before Kevin Spacey. You're right. Came. You oh, did yeah. tell me because I know like people in film secret. school. But I knew people. I knew people in film school who were like, yeah, I was an intern on House of Cards, and then like he like he like fucking like. He was like, hey, uh, I dropped my pen. Can you pick it up for me? Like, <laughs> type shit. Like, I have Dude, to get bent over. Again, what a trail. <laughs> yeah, Either wild, way, man. let's talk about yeah. one of my <laughs> favorite. Well, I was going to say, yeah. let's move on. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about, because I can go off and I don't want to yeah. go but off. But Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. But yeah, actually, but no. But honestly, honestly speaking, though, like, this is one of my favorite movies. Uh, maybe, maybe of all time. Maybe. I'm not sure. Really? Wow. Honestly, rewatching it. Um, it's I watched still a it lot last of fun. night. It's a lot and, of fun. I mean, it's so good. Did you see the Key and Peele? I sent you that Key and Peele sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ballet guys. <laughs> you <laughs> haven't seen it? No. Oh, <laughs> it's my yeah. But, but um, when they were talking about uh, what is it? What did they call him? RT squared. Yeah, RT squared though. And he's um, like slow motion and doing the the Sherlock Holmes, yeah, and he's like, yeah. I can break him down, but and he's just going off, dude. But yeah, yeah that's a great scene. Like even that yeah. scene within itself. Like if you just the show that oh, the scene, the slow mo bare yeah. knuckle boxing, so, so cool. and like that fight, I'm so glad he like he did it multiple times in that movie. Mm. And then uh, we don't have to talk about it because it's kind of a mess. But the second one, unfortunately, like yeah. was like Too, a disaster. Yeah. Like the script yeah. was jumbled. real bad. Nah, the, yeah, the cast besides yeah. Jude Law and him weren't good. The whoever was playing the Moriarty guy was not yeah. a great. Well, actor. see that that was the thing. Like I didn't like. Um, the re- the reason why I kind of fell back from this movie from seeing it so much in the past, you know, recently is because I was so dissatisfied by but, but Game the of Shadows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. that's so. So I mean, for people who don't know, there's a bunch of sequences in the uh, first movie where he like analyzes fights in his head, and it's like this slow motion, very Guy Ritchie style, where he's like, okay, punch jaw, dislocate shoulder, hit rib, mm. and like, and then he and then he does the sequence in real time. Mm. In the Moriarty one, one of the only good scene of Game of Shadows, and I don't yeah. know if you remember this, did you rewatch it? I haven't rewatched this okay. one, Okay, so he's on a, like, balcony with Moriarty, uh, and he's and Moriarty's about to punch him or something, and he like does that, and he mm. like you see the whole sequence, and you're expecting that, mm. and then he goes like this to make the first move, and Moriarty goes, and he goes uh, like, "You think you're the only one who does that?" Yeah, and then Moriarty, yeah. and then there's this whole amazing fight sequence uh, where they're both real time <laughs> analyzing each other's moves, yeah. and it's so well done. And I, it's remember like that, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, and that's like the only good thing about that garbage movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if you, you, I mean, that's the thing. I, apparently, I mean, this is all coming from watching the Sherlock series on BBC, um, and I had to read one of the books for a film film school class. The reason I got into the, the BBC series is because I was in the film school class and we had to read the first book and then analyze how it compared to like the first episode of the show or whatever but it was uh it was kind of it was interesting knowing like the, this whole like slow down fight thing that's kind of an adaptation of his in, in the new series he has like this comp- he, he has like a mind computer or whatever he calls like the palace and he goes into this thing where he sees like slow motion like news articles and shit like that yeah. so they, they adapt they adapt like his yeah. abilities in like different ways but it's all in it's the same so DNA cool. I mean Sherlock Holmes is one of the coolest fictional characters like yeah, all the time yeah, yeah. Sure. really cool and, that's, and, and it's one of the so, inspirations of Batman too yeah so. and they're sure. supposedly making the third one now yeah I hope so yeah, yeah. 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 and Jude Law are back uh, I don't know if Richie's attached but they uh, yeah. I really hope he is it's yeah. through uh, Robert Sonny Jr.'s production company. Yeah, you know yeah. that? Um, let's move on to King Arthur. Yeah. Because I got lots God. to say. So I saw this Go movie ahead. with you and yeah. uh, our, our other buddy who's another producer writer, Tom. Um, 
And we went to see this movie, and we weren't really expecting much. We were like, whatever, it's getting bad reviews, but we'll still go see it. I mean, it looks like fun. We went to see it, and this movie obviously famously bombed to the core. Like, $200 million budget, made $13 million opening weekend, and that's it, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like $80 million total, total or yeah, like yeah. It's crazy yeah. how badly it bombed, but it was supposed to be a, a, like a trilogy, I believe, or like no, a cinematic it universe. Like, it was going to be like, we're going to make these films till we die. They, they had like four on the yes. slate. And, and I got to tell you, every three. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the. It's one. It was such a cool movie. It's one yeah. of my favorite like movies of that year, and it barely missed my top ten because I made. My, I remember making my top ten with you. Yeah. Um. And it. I. I just. I. The score is awesome. It's this weird like crazy over the top Guy Ritchie movie in in a medieval setting like right. in a fantasy medieval setting with like giant creatures with and it's like uh, it's like it's like. It runs, and I'm not a, a, a gamer. I, I think you you are a bit, um, but it runs like a video game. Yeah, it like it like has distinct levels. That's and, right. And meta bosses, I forgot and about the boss, the final and then like boss. a big so final cool. boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool if, fight. If, if you like video games, you should see this movie because and it, the score is. I gotta talk so about the score. Good. It's so freaking good. It, it got nominated as one of the best scores on some of the 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 outlets that I read mm-hmm. on different articles. They were talking about the best scores of the year, and that was one of them. And hundred percent deserve because that score was like who does it i don't know but it was it's such a good score and it and it's it, they, they do like a combination of like the parkour scene where the breathing aspect of the score where it's just a guy heavy breathing and just like crazy like metal music in the back it's just so cool dude it's yeah. just one of the coolest well, movies i've seen I, I don't know who did the score for this one but also but the uh sherlock holmes was nominated for best original score oh that's right for hans zimmer did the score for that one nah, so. yeah yeah but i sure i think it might have been a uh, junkie xl that might have done that's uh, the score no, for, King, I, for Kingsman. I, I, I'm going to check, check right now. I'm checking I was going right to say, but either um, way, I, I always go out of my way, and we were talking beforehand, to preach the gospel of King Arthur and talk about, and correcting the wrongs of, of all the Rotten Tomato people because it's like, a what, 15% of Rotten Tomatoes, something right, like that? Yeah. And I always tell them, I'm telling you guys, it got a bad rap, unnecessarily so, because I don't feel like people got the guy richiness out of it. If mm-hmm. they realize, oh, no, this is supposed to be an over-the-top King Arthur, Guy Ritchie movie. It's yeah. not supposed to be like this grounded fantasy, like, oh, it's King Arthur and it's gritty. No, it's just crazy, ridiculous, yeah, over the yeah, top. Yeah. Like, Littlefinger is a, is a bow and arrow expert. Right. What's his face? Uh, Digimon. I always call him Digimon. Uh, Digimon Hasu, the guy who played. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's great in the movie. There's a scene where he like drops him off on a crazy island and he's yeah. like, you have to find the treasure. Now I must leave. And he, and he takes off. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah, funny. It's, like, like a it's a really game. funny movie um, because it's like this dark humor that adds an element and it has a lot of Guy Ritchie in it. Well, and and I, I think this was like the so this was like kind of positioned to be Guy Ritchie's like big budget break. I mean, and it, and it's I a two hundred like, million dollar yeah, yeah. movie, and I think that like forced yeah. his hand into Aladdin. I don't know. Who, <laughs> I don't know who approached who to get him on, but like that was his thing. But it's also the bigger bummer is Charlie Hunnam, who's yeah. King Arthur. This was supposed to be his vehicle into like the mainstream. It was shaky after Pacific Rim, man. Yeah, it was shaky yeah, yeah. After I love Pacific Rim. He has not recovered. I mean, Guy Ritchie like now has. Did you see Lost City of Z? I did. It's so good. It's so good. And Charlie Hunnam, same year. Same year. Charlie Hunnam is a beast in that movie. So is Robert Pattinson. He's an amazing actor. And then he's like just good looking. Like he's like, he was supposed to be Fifty Shades of Grey guy. Yeah. And then he didn't get that. He should have took that. But he should have took that. If he would have took that, he he, he like could have been the next Hemsworth or the next Evans. Like he was there. And now he's getting to the point where he's a little old. I think he's like 42. And he also like got like, 
he didn't take it real well. He was yeah. like, oh, well, clearly people don't like Big Bird. So now yeah. he's only doing like little indie yeah. sleepers. He was great in King Arthur. That movie is Arthur. such a blast. Like it's a, it's a very fun over the top movie. Right. The girl who plays like uh, Merlin's assistant is great. Mm-hmm. Like she's just yeah, bringing in little creatures. Got an amazing David Beckham uh, cameo. cameo. Wow. It's so oh funny. It's so funny. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I really dug this movie and it's definitely one of my favorite Guy Ritchie movies. Uh, and considering that he has all, all these other crazy movies yeah but, but i kind of want to wrap things up just well, I was, well, I was going gonna, a little long well i was going to ask before we before we wrapped up on that one so so sherlock holmes i really enjoy sherlock holmes because it also had that uh incorporated themes of like the industrial revolution and like ah, the poor yeah. people and like the setting was all like trashy do you think king arthur yeah, kind of incorporated a, a little bit of it that has too, a lot or? of commentary on the the cruelty mm-hmm. of leaders and of kings and what makes a good king because that's the whole storyline with Jude law yeah and it's, he's also over the top in this movie but but it's that whole element of like what makes a good king and is you know just because you're destined to be king doesn't mean you're worthy of it because yeah. that's the whole King Arthur element because right. King Arthur is another classic right. story right. Um, so you have to have some elements yeah. of it and he's also got this whole like I don't want to be king and then of course yeah. he like finds Excalibur which like sends him on this journey and that like yeah. initiates him and like deems him as king and he's like ah this is stupid but if I get to fight monsters like it's there's, such, a, there's like such a great movie the fucking what's her name uh, the girl from Little Mermaid makes an, a cameo in this movie um, I don't know. Cr- not Cruella. What's the the lady's name? Uh, uh, Ursula. Ursula. Fucking Ursula's in this movie. Like this oh, movie's the fucking crazy. Live like, the, the, like with little op- octopus tentacles and like, yeah. like oh, there's actual an yes. octopus in this. Yes, oh, yeah, no, there's like a fucking bananas like, movie. It's crazy. <laughs> it's yeah. it's like, fucking crazy. And, and there's like a giant yeah, like. Yeah. Eagle that eats people like it's just it's, there's a giant snake like yeah, yeah. it's a cool ass like movie. the final boss is like a lava. The monster. final boss is the like, coolest crazy. like video game fight I've ever seen. Damn. It's so cool because it's like this like apocalyptic like demon creature fighting on like this sinking. Yeah. Oh, it's so freaking cool, man! Um, so people tell me it's like a crime movie. Is it? Like a, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, all right, we don't like it because it's a crime movie you or know, something like that. It's a it's, it's a it's a fun just balls to the wall action. Also, the wall, fun movie. But but either way, I kind of want to have our closing thoughts. My closing thoughts is kind of that. And, and mm-hmm. I just really do feel like this guy has so much fun in every movie that he makes. And, and, and I, I really do feel like the first thing people notice in directors a lot of the time is camera movement and camera work. And obviously, that's your collaboration with your DP. But a director does have a lot of say depending which director it is. And I think that's kind of the biggest thing that stands out for me with Guy Ritchie. It's just he has so much fun with the camera. Yeah. That, that's kind of the thing I was kind of missing in Aladdin. You're right. It did have a little Didn't missing element. It's, it was it's, a little, yeah. it's a little stale yeah. when it comes to it. But I really do feel like I'm, I'm with you. I think that's Disney telling him to cool it. Oh, sure. Yeah, and absolutely. to be like, hey, don't make it too yeah, Guy yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, oh, yeah, for yeah. Sure. This is our studio movie. Sure. But either way, I love Guy Ritchie. And I don't know if you have any th- final thoughts. No, I, I agree. I mean, whereas, you know, someone I, I think a lot about, when I think about Guy Ritchie, I think a lot about Baz Luhrmann, too. Uh, Baz Luhrmann has that very, like, over-the-top expressionist kind of style. But whereas Baz Luhrmann is more of in the editing that his films are a little more sure. wacky, um, you know, his uh, uh, Guy Ritchie movies, even even at very low budgets, like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, um, the camera's always very active. It's always very fluent. Um and even in scenes where they're just having basic conversations, like the scene where they're just joking about the guns, like not you know yeah, guns being no. I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean that's just one of the funniest scenes. But it's a very, it's a very, it could have been a very static scene, but the the, the camera is like handheld and it kind of just in the in the in the in the way that the the film is kind of 
shot. There's always spectacle to it. And sure. I saw Aladdin in IMAX 3D, and I do gotta say, oh, cool. I, I don't see, I don't get to see a lot of movies in 3D too much anymore because you know a lot of people. Money? Um, no, just I mean, oh. I usually see them with you, oh, or okay. I see them with my buddies. Yeah, from and I don't watch 3D. But they don't watch 3D, so you yeah. don't watch 3D, so no. I usually don't no. see anything in 3D. But I saw Aladdin in 3D, um, and visually spectacular, man. I mean, holy shit, that movie looked great. Even uh, amidst all the the lack of style it was very spectacular yeah. visually so uh, salute to him for that and so salute to having style I think yeah. it's a big thing I, I, I enjoy style in movies yeah, so I, got, I actually got duped into seeing Aladdin in 3D yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like I was like oh I'm gonna go to the 5 o'clock showtime yeah, this is the most yeah. convenient like oh why are the tickets so expensive I guess this is just Arclight and they were like right. oh no it's 3D <laughs> and it was like a Basically empty movie theater. Yeah, uh, so me and like five other people. Yeah, cool. uh, but I, I I liked Aladdin. Guy Ritchie as a whole, I I don't think that is a good representation of him oh, as no. a director. No, no, no. I think people should see Aladdin if you want to see Aladdin. But go see other Guy Ritchie but, movies. But but like yeah, watch Snatch. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Snatch is a perfect movie from start to finish. It is on Netflix. You should watch it. I, I'd almost caution you watching it before watching any other Guy Ritchie movies because it'll almost ruin other Guy Ritchie movies because yeah. it's so good and you expect so much more after you see it. But, like, I, I of his, like, filmography, which we mostly went through, we didn't really talk about The Man from Uncle, which was awesome. Uh, we mentioned that's, a good, that's a good movie. Great yeah. movie. Yeah. Go check that out. A really good movie. Also kind of positioned to be this huge franchise and it didn't really go anywhere, so he's kind of had two TV adaptations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I never saw the Madonna movie. Don't Probably see it. don't need to. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rock and Roller is that one? Rock yeah. and Roller is real good. That that kind of got like a Ger- Gerard Butler on this, like because yeah. it was like right around the same time he was shooting Three Hundred, so people didn't really know if he was going to be a huge star mm-hmm. or like kind of take a backseat and be like a Jason Statham. Right. Uh, he ended up being a huge star, but yeah, yeah I mean, Guy yeah. Ritchie makes, and I mean this as a non-reductive compliment, perfect boy movies, <laughs> like just like yeah. movies for like boys yeah. and like that doesn't mean like girls can't girls watch can't enjoy, but like that that's like yeah. the feeling you get it's is very like, masculine yeah, it's, it's like it's like yeah. really like masculine and tough and like almost innocent and honest and like it's yeah. it, it's just like that yeah. so he's special man already he, he's like he's a cool dude go check out guy richie go check out snatch it's on netflix you got no excuse so yeah go do that right and now lock stock and two smoking barrels and, stock and both Sher- oh no one sherlock one Sher- the, the first, first sherlock, sherlock. is on netflix yeah. second yeah. sherlock is free on the internet because <laughs> everything is free <laughs> so if, you're, if you're really craving it thank yeah. you bro for coming by man we appreciate it of course next thank time you. we can have you on for someone else maybe like an oliver stone maybe uh, yeah. oh, oh, yes, yes. yeah we'll have some good conversations there before for this, for oh, I was gonna say politics. Down. Yeah, we. No, I mean, <laughs> we're still Oliver Stone RB3. is politics. RB three and I we're, we're gonna and, launch and, our, our our political yeah. uh, YouTube channel <laughs> where people yeah. can bash us in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Um, either way, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Meaning Enough podcast. For the Meaning Enough podcast, I am Ace. This is RB three, and we are peacing out. Peace out, guys. <laughs>